welcome everybody to our new podcast called Outside the Shoe. I'm your host this week, Jeff Hammersley. And in this podcast, we'll talk about Ohio State sports that are not football or men's basketball. And each week we'll cover three or four sports, recap the past games, preview the upcoming games, and give you any storylines and where to watch the games uh, that are on the slate this week. So with that being said, let's focus and run down uh, the sports that we will be covering in this podcast. Baseball and softball will be leading off, followed by men's lacrosse and previewing uh, the season finale for Ohio State men's volleyball, which will be taking place at St. John Arena. So with that being said, and without further ado, let's get things started and looking at the Ohio State baseball team. Over the weekend, Ohio State traveled to Rutgers for a three-game series, a very eventful weekend for the Buckeyes. They played a doubleheader with the Scarlet Knights at Bainton Field in Piscataway, but more importantly, they won two of the three games to begin Big Ten play. In Game 1 that took place on Friday afternoon, the Buckeyes hung on 5-3 and 11 innings to get the victory. Very eventful game down the stretch. Buckeyes had the lead into the bottom of the ninth inning, up 3-2. However, Rutgers won out, 2 on. A potential game-inning double play, an error occurred for the Buckeyes. Rutgers able to tie the game up at 3-all. And the Buckeyes had to fight into extra innings, but fortunately they got the victory. Two runs in the 11th was, would be enough to seal the deal. 5-3, 14 hit affair for Ohio State, two errors on the day. Rutgers uh, did not score the extra innings at all, but they did have three runs on eight hits and three errors. Uh, Garrett Burhen for Ohio State pitched seven innings, majority of the contest. Six hits, two runs, one earned run, couple walks, five strikeouts. Andrew Magna, who came in into the ninth inning, uh, three innings of work completed, two hits, one run surrendered. But he closed out the deal. Ohio State gets the win. He gets his first win of the season. He is now 1-2 and two, uh, for Rutgers. Harry Rudkowski pitched the majority of the contest, seven innings. But the loss goes to Serafino Brito. He pitched one and two-thirds inning of work. Two runs in the 11th were credited to him as both runs, and they were, they were both earned runs. And for him, he draws to three and three on the year. But for Ohio State, a very good game all around. Tough to win road games, and when you're starting off Big Ten play, you like to go and start off 1-0. and It's a lot easier than starting off 0-1. However, Rutgers would get a win in this series, but it wouldn't be on day two. That game actually did not go to extra innings. Ohio State, a 2 nothing win there. But unlike the first day where the runs were coming home for Rutgers, and so were the hits, really weren't happening in the second game. A big reason for why Ohio State had the shutout victory, Seth Lonsway on the mound went complete game, nine innings, surrendered three hits, but no runs, no earned runs, only walked two. But the big stat here, 12 strikeouts. The Rutgers Scarlet Knights in total, their four pitchers only had two. And that's kind of why Ohio State got the victory. Buckeyes, 10 hits, two runs to show for it. Ridge Winland, four for four, career day for him. Ohio State, the RBIs coming off the bat of Brady Cherry, a two-run home run to begin the game. Uh, just Even though he went one for five with one run being himself, Huge, huge at-bat there for Ohio State. The offense was there, but again for Ohio State, leaving men on base a problem. 11 stranded in game two. Rutgers, even though they only had three hits, five runners stranded. 
So Rutgers easily could have made that a really interesting contest down the stretch as they had chances about Ohio State pitching from Lonsway just too much. Lonsway with that victory, now 4-2 and two on the season. Uh, Genuario getting the loss for Rutgers. He was 1-1. One one. But Ohio State 2-0, and oh, trying to go 3-0. and oh, And as we mentioned before already in this uh, podcast, Rutgers has got to get their way in the, at least one of these games. That way was in Game 3. A long game, extra innings once again, free baseball for the people in attendance at Banton Field, and part of a doubleheader on Saturday. So Rutgers lost the first game to Ohio State 2-0 off a beautiful pitching effort from Lonsway, but they got the Redeemer at a marathon contest not long after that. And once again, Ohio State leaving double-digit runners on the mound. Um, not on the mound, that would be crazy, but runners on base. The third game, 13 left. Rutgers had 11 both teams had hits, Ohio State 8 hits, Rutgers 10, but Rutgers a 3-2 win, 15 innings of baseball we had out in Piscataway. And this game was tied up 2-2 from the third inning on, where Rutgers opened up with a 1-0 lead in the second, Buckeyes scored 2 in the third, Rutgers tying it in the bottom half. But through that, from the beginning of the fourth all the way to the 14th, nobody scored. Ohio State utilized three pitchers on the mound, Griffin Smith went five innings, uh, Will Fenning went a 7. Andrew Magno again closed it out. Uh, but this time around, Magno, who had the great closeout in the first game of the three-game set, they got the victory. Did not get the victory here. Gave up the one run in the 15th inning. His third loss this season, Acosta getting the victory. I mean, Stephen Acosta getting the victory for Rutgers. Pitched the final one and one-third innings of work. But for Ohio State, chances all around. Uh, Dominic Carzone, uh, five at-bats, two hits. Walked once. Matt Carpenter got a hit. Ohio State, the, the Brady Cherry, again, a big reason for why they got on the board to begin with a two-for-five day, two RBIs. He got walked a couple times, a run. Him by himself, opportunities plenty for the Buckeyes. But it ultimately was not enough. On the bright side, Ohio State is 16-12 and 12 on the year, 2-1 and one in conference play. As conference play began last weekend at Rutgers, but the Buckeyes will pause for a second and stop their Big Ten play on Wednesday evening. They'll be playing Cincinnati at home at Bill Davis Stadium. Game will be on BTN Plus, 635 first pitch. Also, if you're a student, it's a pretty good night, dollar dog night at Bill Davis Stadium. But the first 150 students will get a changing Brutus mug. It looks like it's a an Ohio State mug with the emblem the, with the Ohio State logo. You put a hot liquid in, and it changes to Brutus and some scarlet and gray. Pretty nice mug from the looks of it on Twitter. And combine that with the dollar a dog night, uh, it's a pretty good night at the ballpark if you're an Ohio State student and fan. But this isn't the only game Ohio State is playing at home uh, throughout the week. A three-game series with Northwestern taking place starting on Friday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, April 5th through the 7th, they host Northwestern, once again at Bill Davis Stadium. Friday evening's game is a 6.35 first pitch. Saturday, a 3.05 first pitch. And Sunday, the matinee is at 1.05. And if you can't make it out to the ballpark, all these games will be on BTN+. So there is a way to keep track of this Ohio State baseball team as their season carries on into April. Just like the baseball team, the softball team won 2-3 in their Big Ten weekend on the road against Maryland. Ohio State softball, the first game, very, very winnable by the very end. Maryland 
pull it off with a walk-off in the seventh via an Ohio State miscue, a 3-2 Maryland win for the Terps. That was going to be their 17th win of the season and their first in Big Ten play for the Buckeyes. That was their first loss in Big Ten play. Uh, but for the Buckeyes, things turned around dramatically in the second and third games in the weekend. The second game, Ohio State run-ruling uh, Maryland 10-1 behind a five-run second inning. Lily Piper hit her third home run. Caitlin Kaufman, her fifth. Lauren Rice picked up her tenth win. She's now 10-1 on the season. She pitched five innings, surrendered three hits on one run. Maryland, not much in that game. And then in the third game, the same kind of offense from Ohio State. Actually, it's a little bit more. 15-3 the final, 17 hits for Ohio State. Just about everybody getting a chance to get some plate appearance and some field appearance throughout this one. In the circle, Ohio State had Lauren Rice for five innings. Just surrendered six hits, uh, three runs. All three of the runs were earned, but still five strikeouts on two walks. Dominant performance for Ohio State. Pacing out to for her, she's now 11-1 on the season. Ohio State pacing out to a 5-1 record in Big Ten play. 20-10 overall. Maryland 17-17 overall. 1-5 in the conference. But just looking at some of the highlights from that third game in College Park, Ohio State batted 486, a sucking percentage of 714, and 100% fielding percentage. Lily Piper, three hits in total in this game, in the final in the final of the three games, three of five, four runs, two RBIs, and on a walk. Basically, uh, the, the offensive power coming from her uh, over this three-game series. And when we speak about offensive series here for Ohio State, seven extra base hits, six doubles, and a triple. And for Ohio State, all that offense in those final two games of the series, even the, the two runs in the first, put together a very impressive weekend against the Terps. Ohio State outscored the Terrapins 27-7 through those three games. And Ohio State, you would have thought the Buckeyes would have won all three, but that first game, that one-run victory for Maryland, the only highlight for them, you could say, for the whole weekend. And for Ohio State, the schedule, they stopped a little bit from Big Ten play, just like the baseball team, where later on Wednesday, 4 p.m., a road game in Pittsburgh to face Pittsburgh before heading back to Columbus over the weekend, a three-game series with Rutgers starting on Friday, ending on Sunday. The Friday game will be at 6 p.m., Saturday's game 2 p.m., and Sunday's game at 1 p.m., all games taking place at Buckeye Field. And for the three Big Ten games, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday contests with Rutgers will be streaming on BTN to go, and the Wednesday contest with Pittsburgh at 4 p.m. will be streaming on the ACC Network Extra, part of the ESPN family of networks, and you can catch that one online. And now we're going to transition to Ohio State men's lacrosse. The Buckeyes were undefeated entering the weekend, but then they faced, believe it or not, Rutgers at home, and that one did not end well for the home team, Ohio State. Rutgers, a 14-6 win in Columbus, Ohio. Rutgers jumped out 5-1 in the first period and kind of held on from there. Only lost the scoring margin in the third period where Ohio State outscored them 3-2, but 14-6 total with 5-1 uh, scoring quarters to begin and end the game. Rutgers saved 17 shots, Ohio State to 9. And for the Buckeyes, Trey LeClaire, two goals leading the way. Jack Myers, one goal and assist. Colby Smith, one goal. Nick Muskie, one goal. Griffin Hughes, a goal. 
and Lucas Buckley an assist. Ohio State had the shooting margins over Rutgers 45-36, but Rutgers finding a way to score when it mattered. Ohio State 17 turnovers to Rutgers to 12. And the big thing here for Ohio State is they are still a, a top 10 team across, especially this being their only loss. They entered the week at number four. The loss dropped them to number seven as the new coaches poll came out. Games through April 1st, 2019. Being ranked seventh is good. The problem is this week in Ohio State will be traveling to State College to face number one Penn State. 21st place votes, 400 points to Ohio State's 254 in the coaches poll. And Penn State, uh, just like the Buckeyes, a one-loss team, but they're 8-1. Last week, Penn State took on Maryland. They defeated the Terps, who were at last week number three. The Terps moved up to number two. But they, uh, this Penn State squad coming off of a very big win and having to do it again, but this time they get to be at home when they do it. 7 p.m., Big Ten Network, BTN to go, will be streaming the game. So if you want to catch Ohio State there, maybe pull off the upset. They've already had a major win earlier this season uh, back on March 23rd. Took down Notre Dame in overtime 11-10. So Ohio State, they have pulled off a big win already this season. And if they want the win this weekend, they're going to have to do it again, taking down the number one team on the road. A team that will not have to go on the road this week will be the Ohio State men's volleyball program. They will get two games at home to close out the regular season. And for the Buckeyes, the regular season is not the only thing ending here. Their playing time at the iconic St. John Arena will also come to a close. The Cavelli Center opening up out on West Campus next to the soccer stadium. Uh, excuse me, the soccer fields, Buckeye Field, and where the baseball stadium is with Nick Swisher Field. Right around that area, that's where the Cavelli Center is going in. That's going to be the new home for Ohio State Volleyball. But before the Buckeyes get there, they have two more regular season games remaining. Uh, there's, there's an off chance, maybe as the pieces align correctly for maybe a potential chance to host a MIVA tournament game. But we know there's going to be at least two more regular season contests at St. John Arena for the Ohio State Buckeyes men's volleyball team. Not a great year for the Buckeyes overall, 8-18, eight 3-9 and, and nine in conference, but they get two games at home to end their tenure inside the St. John Arena. On a high note, they get number 13, Purdue Fort Wayne on Thursday, 7 p.m. contest. Fort Wayne, 16-9, 8-4 in the MIVA. Ball State will be the season finale, 7 p.m. on Saturday. Ball State, 14-13 overall. Five and seven in the conference. And for Ohio State, trying to get off the snide here, back to back losses going into this week. They lost to Lewis in straight sets 3 0. Same against Loyola Chicago the day before on March 29th. Uh, another 3 0 loss. And for the Buckeyes, really the past five contests, only one win against Quincy, a 3 0 straight set victory. But for the Buckeyes, trying to get back at least in the season on a high mark. Uh, and especially break the two-game losing streak. Both games this weekend will be taking place on BTN Plus if you cannot make it out to St. John Arena. And again, it's Thursday, April 4th, Purdue-Fort Wayne coming to town, 7 p.m. Uh, St. John Arena, April 6th, Saturday, Ball State. Once again, a 7 p.m. start time, St. John Arena. Both games on BTN Plus if you can't be there. But this, is a, we'll, this will close out the regular season for the men's volleyball team until we turn the calendars over to 2020 when they start the, their next campaign for a potential national championship.
And to wrap things up on the first episode outside the shoe, uh, let's save. We're saving the best for last to end it out. Ohio State synchronized swimming, 32nd national championship was collected this weekend uh, in San Antonio, Texas. That's now back to back to back championships, and head coach Holly Vargo Brown and Susanna Hyatt doing some serious work there on the synchronized swimming team, maintaining Ohio State's dominance on that level. The Buckeyes. Uh, four first-place finishes at the, at the U.S. Collegiate Championships. Lindenwood and Stanford are the only other programs to have the, the kind of sweep that Ohio State had. Ohio State defeated Stanford 98-88 for the overall institution award. The Buckeyes ran a complete sweep, gold in the solo duet trio team, and the institution victory against Stanford. And for Ohio State, again, 32 national titles, and for the Buckeyes, collecting all gold medals five times at the championships before. In 1988, they did it, 91, 97. And then they did it back-to-back in 2001 and 2002. But for Ohio State, 32 national championships. Very, very impressive for this Ohio State squad. And the very last tidbit of news this week uh, comes from men's hockey. Even though Ohio State was bounced and their first round game against Denver in the NCAA Championships in Fargo on last Friday. Some good news uh, for one of the now former Buckeyes, Mason Yopst, picking up a two-year deal, entry-level deal, with the New York Islanders in the NHL. Uh, Yopst, 164 career points at Ohio State in 150 games, a three-time All-Big Ten selection, as well as an All-American and Hobie Baker finalist. So congrats to him as he moves up into the NHL. And with that, that will conclude the first episode of Outside the Shoe. I'm your host, Jeff Hammersley. You can follow us on the Land Grant Holy Land Twitter and Facebook accounts, as well as checking out all the latest news and insights we have at landgrantholyland.com. Thanks again. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.